Hey, you're listening to Loud on the Set with Kyle and James. So I get a BBA for doing this right now. Oh, okay. And action! All right, welcome back to the show. My name is Kyle. This is James. And today, James, what are we doing? Star Wars The Force Awakens Part 2. Shouldn't it be episode two? two? Episode, episode two, two, Return of the Attack of the James Phantom People talking to you. So we're gonna pick up. Reawakens. Yes, reawakening. Oh. <laughs> the reawakening. Rick's like, you guys are stupid. Why didn't you pick it up immediately? Easy. Um, consult me. So we're gonna pick up right where we left off. I'm gonna um, bring up some topics. It sounded like we were all kind of hitting on a few different topics. So I'm gonna um, start with the topic, and then we'll go around the table. Kind of in a, a loosey-goosey format. We'll share some time. We'll move around and um, discuss some of these topics. So the first thing I want to address before we get to um, anything else, I want to address some of the things that maybe we didn't hit on as much. One of the things I want to talk about, about is the mysteries of this film. Ooh. And uh, and in relation to the two trilogies, shh, that came before the film that we have now. So let's talk about the mysteries of the film, the mysteries of the saga, things that we're looking forward to, knowing things that are still mysterious, our favorite things in that regard. Can I propose we go around and state mysteries that we've thought of? Yes, let's do that. We'll start with James, or rather... Hi, Josh. We'll start with Josh. Josh. Uh, I would say, first, most obvious, Ray's heritage. Oh, welcome back. Josh, <laughs> Rick, Rick, Patrick, and Andrea. The people know. The people know. Sorry, this is I forgot to reintroduce two. you. The I'm people know. The people know. Welcome back. Josh, Who Ray's are, heritage. Where does Ray come from? Spoiler is, alerts going forward. Uh, always. Um, a couple, I would say, let's just suggest more mysteries. One first. mystery per person? Yes. Yeah, one yeah, mystery per person. We'll move around. Uh, so Luke gets fucks up and then <laughs> and then goes to this planet to do something and then he leaves but there's a map that tells people where how to find him i have what, yeah, what, I never thought about that what yeah. why why indeed i don't understand what the you why would you do this kill like, no more babies i'm gonna go hide but if you want to find me Here's some droids. I'm gonna hide it. I don't. Why? There are many that, explanations that for is that. An excellent. Okay, more mysteries. No, I've never even thought about that. It's not <laughs> mysteries. Uh, let's see. Well, my favorite, of course, is uh, is Ray and her heritage. Um, uh, are we simply? Are we going to? Are we doing? Uh, uh, um, Any things you like about the film or the Star or, Wars saga at this point? Are we is, stating mysteries or are we attempting mysteries. to solve mysteries? We'll state and then state, state, and, then state, state and, then and then solve. Okay. So let's get a couple good ones out there so we got a pool to work from. Okay. Uh, well, then I'll I'll just throw out uh, Kylo Ren and uh, what's his story? We know a lot of his story, but I think there's something we don't know. What made him turn to the dark side? How did he go so bad, having such awesome parents? Parents that I loved when I was a child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, you get a little worked up there. <laughs> I feel very strongly about Snoke. the solos. Snoke. What is um, Snoke? Easy, man. That was going to be mine. I'm not going to touch that one. Uh, so, yeah. My favorite mystery wasn't my mystery. Actually, Josh brought it up to me. I thought it was adorable, his comment. He was adorable. Like, where did he get, where did that lightsaber come lightsaber. Where did it come from? Where did the lightsaber come <laughs> from? He's like, it fell from this in the blueprints for the cloud world, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it's true. That vent goes great. straight down in Cloud City. There's no way. And if they brought back the lightsaber, why couldn't they grab the hand? Zombie Luke. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the whole Vader situation 
Um, and how is it not chronicled that Vader kind of turned at the end and Luke kind of was like, hey, there's good in you. And he was like, sweet. And then <laughs> Kylo... Exactly what he said. And then, what is this mystery? And then Kylo Ren's all like, Vader, tell me what to do. Wouldn't he... Let me finish what you started. Wouldn't he... Yes, yes. See, that, that... Let me tell you. I'm going to jump in, Kylo. Okay. That, <laughs> to me, is one mystery. of the many... Yeah, you did. Like, why... Anyway. That would have been <laughs> a, so much of a better movie if, if the Fulfill the Vader mission was, like, to continue destroying the Empire. Like... We saw the previews and people were wondering, where is Luke? How come he's not in the poster? What, are the, what does it mean? Like, I, you know, I will finish what you started. And I was thinking, you know what? If they're going to be really creative and do something interesting here, the finish what you started might be Luke operating from the inside of the Empire as Rilo, secretly taking Rilo. them down. Kylo. Kylo. What did I say? Rilo <laughs> Ken? Rilo, Rilo Kylie. Whatever. Rilo Kylie. I, uh, I just call him. Fuck him, right? So my main mystery anyway, is but that's a, but that's the thing. Like Vader out there. That would have know? been so much more of an interesting story. Instead of recycling plots, have Luke secretly inside the Empire, taking him down from the inside, continuing Darth Vader's, I will finish what you started. Darth Vader started tearing down the Empire. How do we make this movie better? The movie, make the movie that I would like it. That's true. It's not a mystery. I just jumped in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna offer you a quote, James. Yeah. Uncertain what the future is. You know, that could be it. This movie had tons of J.J. Abrams mysteries. You're a fan of Lost. Okay, time out. Give us another mystery. Uh, well, somebody, somebody, somebody fucking stole my thunder earlier. I was gonna say Snoke. Is that his name? Snoke. Snoke. Not Snoke. Supreme what Leader a, Snoke is what a stupid Supreme. name. What a dumb, what a dumb name. But anyway, very tall. Snoke. Oh yeah, um, Star is, Wars is known for its quality name. <laughs> is, is he actually going to be some? Is there going to be something interesting about him? Is he going to have an interesting backstory, yes. origin story about where he got to, or is he just filling the Emperor's niche, like just filling the Emperor's role? Of course, we don't know. It's a mystery. I'm putting money on it's just a recycled fucking bag. Okay. They're not going to do anything cool with him. Okay, well, let's address some things. Josh, what do you want to so, address? Rick, your mystery was. Oh, why did he leave a map? Yeah. Uh, so, I've been thinking a lot about this. We only see the map completely revealed once R2 mysteriously turns on. Right. Snoke has said, uh, there's been an awakening. Have you felt it? Clearly, he, wherever he is, and we really have no effing clue, felt Rey's activation, her sudden awareness of her Force abilities. We also have... Kylo Ren, who we've established as sort of the herp derp of Force users, <laughs> felt it too. Luke <laughs> seems to have some connection to this lady, or at least I'm assuming it. Even if he doesn't, wherever he is, it's potentially possible that he felt her awaken as well. He knows another, at least medium powerful Force user is in play. R2 doesn't just turn on, Luke triggers him. He goes over and activates R2, so the last piece of the puzzle, which he left with his confidence, was there when they needed it. When the pieces came together, he extended like, okay, I'm going to try this again. Last time it didn't turn out so good, so I went and lived on my space island. But now I'm ready to try again. So R2 is Snoke's? What? what? No. No, no, Where no, did no, you no, get no. that? That's amazing. <laughs> I don't remember owning a droid. All right, Rick, address a mystery for us. Something you, you <laughs> want to know the answers to. Or maybe you have some insight. I want to know what the answer is. <laughs> I want you to tell me. <laughs> All right, Rick. Uh, I have to answer a mystery. No, are you kidding? Uh, you can just address something. Else. Continue. Oh my God, this, Rick, this, this, show, is, this show is hard, you guys. <laughs> I just wanted to. Okay, so out. what do you think about Ren's, Ren's backstory? Where Where do you think she's? What heritage? Where's she from? I think Ray. 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 So, I said Ray. Right. So everyone wants Ren. People are. What about Ren. Rick? What about Ren? <laughs> 
I mean, how Rogers. could you? How could you, Is there any plausibility to her not being a Skywalker? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Kenobi. She might, might be a Kenobi. Kenobi. Uh, Boom. I will. I will say one thing because Rick is kind of struggling over here. I'm going to jump in on you, Rick. Go ahead. No, for the Kenobi thing because one teaser that I was intrigued by is the fact that when Ray's having all the flashbacks, right, is that a voice is in the flashbacks and it's not. It's Obi Wan Kenobi saying, "These are your first steps," and it's Ewan McGregor's voice. That's pretty intriguing to me that Obi-Wan Kenobi might be your dad. Also, uh, can you, there you go, Rick. Take that. Yeah, see? Okay. That's kind of interesting. Still is garbage, the movie, but hey. And thanks to, <laughs> and thanks to Hologram Biggie, we also have... Uh, hologram Biggie? Yeah. Hologram, no, Tupac. Tupac. Thanks to Hologram it's Tupac, rappers we've right. also sampled Sir Alec Guinness's audio of him saying a phrase yes. down to Ray. Yes. So he says Ray. He says Ray as well, yeah. And we're kind of... What, mixed together, oh, so you've got both of them. Who knows audio mixing better than I? Okay, right, right. Um, the junk dealer on uh, Jakku, mm-hmm. he in her Played flashback, correct? Yeah, in her flashback, you see her going no and being pulled by that mm-hmm. junk dealer. Is that her? Oh. Him? That's him. That's his oh my god! Yeah. And so, what is that? Was she sold in slavery? Is she a slave like uh, Anakin's mother? Was? That would be original. <laughs> I'm just wondering. We have to come up with completely new concepts that have never been touched by anyone. So if another Skywalker question. is a slave on a sand planet, it's been a generation. Why are they so <laughs> bad at recording history in this galaxy far, far away? Long ago, Don't they have email? there was a man. They just wipe out with Jedi archives or whatever. I guess that they like, like the repetition of history is something new. Does no, does every know? does every like emperor come in like Supreme Leader Snoke and does he just like massacre like the libraries of congress and just say Assuming nothing happened that you remember well yeah they keep blowing up planets right so i think there are libraries that's on those true planets. Yeah, probably right. the people who, ha- who are old enough to remember what happened most people are too young to they know need to what start really sending happened. signals out and just being like somebody get these somewhere <laughs> <laughs> they do a faster they need travels. to they need to go and consult system. wikipedia wikipedia just look it up nobody will send anything up People think that Han Solo and Luke Skywalker are myths or a legend, then obviously no one knows the real history, and no one's gonna know far enough back about Anakin's mother. I know. Or know that Anakin is Darth Vader. There's, I mean, it's surprising to me. Been something touched a couple times, which I want to offer the person who reads way too many expanded uh, universe yes. articles clarification okay. on. There's been some confusion about Empire versus First Order, Rebellion versus Resistance versus New Republic. Uh, yes, there is now. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so, so very we, we need a chart. <laughs> Cir- yeah, everybody, look at the chart right? on your uh, auditory. Oh, it's so clear now. Thank you. Oh, oh, Circa the Holy Trilogy, we have the rebellion fighting against the widely established Empire. The Empire right. controls the vast majority of the galaxy or has a deal with the powers what be wherever small areas there are. The Huts still control Hut space, but they deal with the Empire. So, as of the Force Awakens, we've seen sort of, in Abram's own words, this is a, like, what if the Nazis went to Argentina and then built a government? Oh. They're on the run. They only control a small area, and they're kind of not welcome there either. But they're a military force, and as long as they keep marching, no one can stop them. They control a few planets, and they happen to convert one into an absolutely goofy-footed weapon. But... <laughs> They are not a galactic force. They're not a whole power yet. They're on the run still. Mm-hmm. They don't have access to cloning technology, so they're training soldiers. They don't have access to 
the same widespread production facilities. So they have sleeker, slightly more powerful ISDs that have the stupidest name ever, which I don't remember what it is. But when you look at the re resistance is an offshoot of the Republic government, which is battling these guys on their term in their space. Right. It's not a rep officially, this is some black ops shit. Mm -hmm. The resistance is leftover forces that they kind of squeezed out of the books that are going and fighting these guys. Black ops is a good word. The moment they did a bombing <laughs> run, pigs. the moment they did a bombing <laughs> run without Y wings tells me that these guys have one fighter and it's a bunch of X wings. And we use that for damn near everything, even if it doesn't work. Interesting. Can I, can I, can I say something? Here? Absolutely. Because this is, this cuts across a couple of comments that you, with your nerd lore, it really, <laughs> and I have some a big problem. Something I have a huge problem Call with. Call me and that the is, holocron because the answers are here. Yeah, <laughs> it's all this. It's all this like post hoc rationalization and explanation for for like major plot holes and things that don't go explained. You guys essentially keep the the Star Wars myth and the BS afloat. I like Star Wars, but not this movie. You keep it afloat by explaining away every little weakness in the movie. By saying, no, 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 see, the thing is, that's covered in a book that no one ever really read before, blah, blah, blah. And so all these plot holes are all these things that are never covered in the movie, like the dynamics. It's like the, the New York Times bestseller list. It's called, it should be covered in the fucking movie because you're watching a movie. It shouldn't have all these, thank you, Rick. It shouldn't have all these, like, weird inconsistencies. Like, for, for further clarification as to why uh, they're still around and why they still have Nazi fa fucking powers and blah, blah, reference manual, la, 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 la. Get the fuck out of here! That like that's bullshit. You should a good movie should be able to stand on its own and explain all that, not need all these little offshoot. Let second me, point, me, wait, 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 second wait, point. Wait, wait, wait. All right. <laughs> Damn, I, I only got like ten second bursts. Josh just said in his thing, I picked up from just watching the movie. Yeah, same. Bullshit. It's all there. You were so okay, so no, you've one. all right. seen it multiple times, so you've been able I've to seen like it once. Yeah, because what's your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be my friend. Anyway. Anyway, second point. 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 Um, once again, uh, I file it under cheap, easy, um, lazy cash grab is that, hey, once again, let's lean on Nazis as the ultimate bad guy. Oh my God. Is this something else that we're all like cathartic with? Like, hey, when you need a bad guy, use Nazis. Well, no, it's a God damn it. Like, as you said earlier, yeah, and it's James, a low hanging fruit that ev no. that Hollywood goes to like every two yeah, years. Because they're Nazis scary as shit. It's a continuation bullshit. of a saga, as you said earlier. And so thus. So they're Nazis all the time? Like, no, no. Yeah. And this is my bigger point. This would have been a much more interesting movie if the Empire was broken up into, and to reflect the current uh, socio-political situation that we live in. We're not in the Cold War anymore. And this has like Cold War undertones of mega weapon. Here comes the mega weapon. Wink, wink, Soviet Union, nuclear arms race. This would have been way more interesting. Sure. This would have been way more interesting Actually, if the Empire was no. broken up into terror cells sure that, that couldn't be tracked down and all that shit. Yeah, at least they tried. They just didn't execute it. Patrick hasn't had a chance to speak. All right, I'm done. The mega weapon. Now, I don't want to get. I was just going to move to mega weapon. I don't want to get too crazily political with this, but the but as as Lucas viewed his original movie, it was an allegory for the Vietnam War. So the mega weapon is not the Soviet Union; it's actually the United States of America. The rebels are the Vietnamese. Uh, right? <laughs> you mean we're not always the good guys? We're not always the good guys. Okay. Um, yes. Keep, keep it in mind. This is the '70s. This is a this is a time of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of political discourse. And and uh, go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say um, with the base, we'll just go around really quick. Mm -hmm. um, Star Killer Base, this planet that eats stars and shoots mega lasers and blows stuff up. 
Did we jump the shark, possibly, with the giant planet-turned-super uh, laser cannon? Where do we go from here? Andrea, <laughs> what comes next after... After okay. I'm, I'm waiting for you, yes. <laughs> We're getting to you. What do you think? Just in, in terms of... Let's wait, think wait. about this like a movie, you know? Mm. We, we had these huge... I mean, they just showed on that scale how much bigger it is than the Death Star. Mm. Is the next movie just... Now we have this other... Thing that's way bigger or do we have some other I know or do we have some other thing or what do you think just watching it from a movie perspective the next movie's not going to have it in it okay it's going to go on a different level just based on the director that's been cast for it um, it's just not going to be touched upon it's going to be a more internal struggle okay. are you talking about episode 8 or uh, Rogue Leader moving forward uh, no, original episode 8 okay sorry yes um, what do you think, Patrick? Did we yeah. jump the shark with the giant star killing base? I think I I hope we're done with it. I see why they did it. I certainly see I see why they did it uh, thematically, nor uh, narratively, uh -huh. and I see why um, the the first order did it um, because they're a bunch of uh, um, essentially a bunch of Empire fanboys, uh, <laughs> and they went we want we want one of those. We want a Darth Vader, and we want a Darth Death Star. We Except want bigger, bigger. And better, bigger and better, <laughs> and you could argue, well, that makes them a bunch of idiots because the first two Death Stars were blown up by some, you know, hotshot kid. But they had uh, Y-Wings. But they had Y-Wings. Uh, however, um, <laughs> that's exactly what these kinds of people always do. Uh, look at Germany. First World War, let's do that. Okay, a couple years later. Second World War, why not? Why, let's do exactly the same thing again. Invade France. Excellent. Rick, did we <laughs> jump the shark? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I, you know... I definitely was like, oh, another spheroid that blows up shit. Like, that's okay. Um, and I, yeah, where do you, how do you get bigger than that? How do you get more scary than that? I don't know. I mean, it's possible. It could be like the galaxy crusher or the solar, you know, it destroys entire solar systems or it takes over people and turns them into something else. But uh, I, I would like to see something else. Yeah. I don't know what that else is. So I'm not stepping on your toes here, but I'm going to say when I went into the movie, I was kind of hoping that, because I'd seen it in the previews, obviously, and I was hoping that that was something that would be this new trilogy's ultimate mm -hmm. uh, reach, would be like towards the end. And this was where they were going to hang out and be like untouchable for a while. Yeah, like yeah. this is their planet, you can't invade us. And that was going to be like the ultimate goal. So I can say personally, I was a little bit disappointed that it was all over so quick. Um, but I'm hoping that, like what you said, they'll go with the internal struggle now. Hit it, boy! Uh, <laughs> well, Diagrams oh, and all! If you turn oh, your attention to page 110 <laughs> of Star Wars The Essential Guide to Weapons and Technology, uh -huh. uh, how well I know it. Already. There's a uh, great variation on this where basically the same shark was jumped in books, mm. where a writer who apparently was willing to take a little bit more of a, their own tack than J.J. Abrams was, came up with a micro Death Star, Ooh. which is a fighter. BB-8. Well, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, but it's a ship that warps into the heart of a star, blows it up, and then warps out. Whoa. So it was a really interesting idea, and something like that takes that same kind of super weapon and actually makes it effective. Whether or not so the... So Ant-Man crossover? Whether or not the Resistance could actually come, come against that, probably not. They'd just lose. Uh, so are we going to see more super weapons? I kind of hope not. Um, super people. I was willing to let this be uh, a new hope. But if they also rip off Empire and they also rip off Jedi, mm. that's going to hurt my fandom crush quite a bit. 
Excellent. James. I do agree there, by the way. As no someone, more teddy bears. As someone who's okay with this being a yeah. recycling of the plot, I would be very disappointed if, I'll they, give you start, one. if they continue Reaffirmation of the faith plot. complete. Yeah. <laughs> Move on. Something All right. new. All right. Was it, what was do you it, think? Yes, it absolutely jumped the shark. This, the, the star killer and its look, its feel, the special effects that they used to showcase its powers, the way it destroyed planets, was... Just J.J. Abrams being J. It was a recycled. They must have used stock footage from deleted scenes from Star oh, Trek. Lord. It looked just like Star Trek with Red the fucking matter. drill and all that shit. Did it not? Especially when the planet blew up, the way it looked like it had heated up and when I don't know. There's only certain ways you can. There's only so many ways. There's you only can so many that. ways a planet can explode. There's only so many ways Josh you can do is that. Like, well, actually, oh, I believe. <laughs> well, I meant to say there's only so many ways you can depict that with laser right. and shit. But it, I was like, all right, I'm watching 45 seconds of Star Trek right now. This is. This man cannot get out of his own way, J.J. Abrams. He can't fucking help himself. Everything that he does, if I, if you didn't tell me this was directed by him, within like, again, within like a third of the movie, I'd be like, this is a J.J. Abrams movie. The way the characters are acting, the way that everybody's a wise ass, the way that the, especially the mega weapon and the way that things are blowing up, that's like, the way that there's a impossible to defeat monsters with millions of tentacles and teeth everywhere, stumbling his way. Can we agree that was dumb? I will totally agree. Thank you, finally. Yes, interestingly enough, they are related to Sarlaccs. I don't give a shit. The man can't help himself. Every movie he has, he has this impossibly huge monster that no one would ever in a million years be able to escape from ravaging its way down some sort of corridor with its teeth going crazy and the person is right there and somehow they survive. Right Too okay. much fucking okay. action. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. I want to bridge. I want to bridge right there, yeah. and um, we're kind of going to go into the freeform thing, which I'd like to jump oh. off with. Uh, this wasn't. No, this wasn't freeform. <laughs> um, this is kind of our. We're just going to bring stuff version? up, talk in the circle. Let's get this going. I wanted to start with what you just said okay. about Abrams, because there is Abrams' stamp of cinematography on this. But that being no said, that be, there was no there lens flare. Is there Lots of lens flare. Oh my god, there was no lens flare. Leave it to the photographer. I'm going to say there lens was flare. no egregious lens flare. There was no egregious lens flare. Yes, no, okay. No, no. Um, there was appropriate, realistic lens flare. Um, one of the things that I really liked about this movie was that he did put his stamp on it, like the other directors did with the original trilogy, but what they all did was they kept a tone that was consistent, just talking about the original trilogy here. They kept um, visually things very similar with the practical effects and having Lucas producing everything, keeping his stamp on their controlled directing. So I did appreciate that Abrams went back and did his homework and made it look and feel in the characters and in the goofiness and in the tones of everything how the originals felt. Because one thing I was very taken aback by when I re-watched them. It's been a little while since I've gone through and have like analyzed, watched them, was that the original trilogy is goofy as all hell. Yeah, and is. you watch yeah. it, and if you haven't seen it in a while and you look at it with new eyes, it's, it's not a fantastic movie movie in terms of, this isn't something that we're looking at that's realistic. This is a realized fantasy world where we're taking fantasy leaps with what characters are doing, how they're acting, and everything, because it is an allegory, and when we look at it, it's a big overarching metaphor. So I want to propose this thought as we go around and kind of make this freeform as well. Good movie on its own, good Star Wars movie on its own, and anything else you want to talk about. So anyone else can take the floor at this point and address anything. Josh! There's something I've been wanting to hit, <laughs> and it's the... When you brought me on The Martian, I had a chance to talk about a little bit about the science veracity. 
there were a couple really bizarre things. I'm so glad they prefaced the Starkiller as a hyperspace weapon. That's a great idea mm. if you have that technology. Mm. If you can fire something through hyperspace, that actually makes something like this legit. Downside, it eats stars. <laughs> <laughs> Upside, it eats stars. Maybe this whole planet-killing thing is an unfortunate side effect of the fact that this thing eats stars. Like, mm. just fly into their solar system, destroy their sun, and leave. They'll all die. <laughs> <laughs> this was, when they fired the weapon, you see it blow up. And I looked this up after you chastised me for it. It was not Coruscant. They did no, not blow Coruscant. up Coruscant. No, it's not Coruscant. But they did blow up the current seat of the Republic. Okay, that's what I thought. Because we beefed about Coruscant. that. You, you so and I talked about that. It turns out that the seat of the Republic rotates via vote every few years. <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's uh, more that, that post-hoc analysis seat. bullshit. Like, well, and it wasn't that, I have another point about that. And you didn't give a shit about the planet getting blown up because it happened so quickly. Like, oh, I guess a planet's being blown up. You know, there's a lot. More, you didn't give a, a shit. You didn't give a shit about it, right? It's exploding than they did on Alderaan exploding, right. where Leia went, and then they <laughs> went <laughs> on. That's yeah, where I, I know, keep right? all my stuff. That's what really happens in Star Wars <laughs> all were, the time. Were all right, all right. All right. There were people waiting for those lasers, like with terror on their face, like we are all gonna die. Yeah. And that made way more of an impact on me than when I watched Alderaan yeah. rupture. Yeah, you don't see a single Alderanian. Die. Right. <laughs> all right, all right. All right. Seeing the planets blow up from another solar system is wacky. <laughs> Not only would the angular separation right. be oh, next that, to like mill arc seconds. Unfortunate JJ Abramsism. Space tends, is not that big. He, he thinks, it's all yeah, like this. We, big. We've got yeah, what Spock watching his, his you know Vulcan get eaten up. Sorry, spoilers uh, for another movie, another <laughs> franchise. My Don't apologies. worry about it. You got it. Um, Our resources so abundant in all these galaxies. Like that, stars. That, that you can just blow up stars and planets like it's nothing. Like, oh, there could have been some really valuable resources on Alderaan or on... It's a showed up. There's you a whole planets. order of, like, different types of Jedi on some place. They just wipe out their stars. Well, here's oh, the thing. Oh. In the Star Wars universe, each... Um, uh, planet only has like one uh, ecosystem, like there's the ice planet and the yeah, forest planet, and the... so you know, they, they have, they're, 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 some recent they're targeting does support that. They're targeting very cases. carefully, like let's blow up things I don't like. We don't need more swamps. We don't need more swamps. We don't, yeah, That's cold. Get it out of here. Yeah, cold. We we're tired of that. Okay. Oh. Any more science? Because I'm going to <laughs> no, go okay. back to. <laughs> So I wanted to go back to the diversity point. Rick has which turned is, his hat backwards. There's, there's, there's good diversity and there's bad diversity, right? There's just like let's put in a token person and have them stand there and be pretty or be helpless or have them die quickly, you know, soon after. But we had a black guy and it was fine, right? <laughs> so I haven't. Well, actually, I have watched uh, the, the 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 originals fairly recently, and there's some clunky exposition. In that version, mm -hmm. Leah, uh, uh, the actress who plays Leah, not that great. She's okay. Mm -hmm. Caricature. She's kind of a caricature. She's just a bitch, and then she <laughs> warms to him later. Right? She's just like haughty, just like this kind of queeny, whatever. So and then suddenly she she warms to him for some reason, whatever. Like I, she, for some reason, go get her and get shit done. I bought, I bought Ray, as a character, and her relationship to, um, the uh, the Finn character. Like they're sort of their repartee and they're sort of liking each other, but I, like him being into her and she's like, stop touching me and all that stuff. And then the <laughs> bromance between Poe and Finn, like, oh my god, that I whole thing. Somehow. Like it was, I don't understand it, but <laughs> I, but I but I believed it. I right. believed it. 
So I think like that's a lot that they had to carry in the not very great. It was okay dialogue, pretty good dialogue, but they they sold it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Han, you know, as uh, Harrison Ford said, you can write this shit, Lucas, but you really can't say it. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. the fantastic point. Looking back at the original trilogy, and I was noticing this a little bit. I'm bridging as well when I was watching Lord of the Rings. But some of those lines that you write in a fantasy universe, oh God, and you get so to a hard. human actor, it's just like, what do you? Chewing on the thing about the parsecs and stuff, and you have to say that like convincingly. They never say parsecs and then in Lord of the Rings. Shoot Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of that is so crazy, and it's like they can only be caricatures at that point because we just are so far removed from that universe. But I agree, I like the exposition in this as well. Somebody else take it. I was going to say that yeah. when it comes to Finn, because we've sort of migrated back into characters, oh, I had. I'm ready for what? No, I had, a, I had a problem with his character. I had a problem. I thought that he was a little bit all over the place. He was a bit of a confused character because at the beginning we see him and he's a, a confused soldier and he's he's going to be a conscientious defector, right? And he you know, gets up the courage to break a prisoner out and get him to fly out of there and they have a little bit of a bromance. I, I hate those terms, but whatever. Yeah, they, we have a bromance. They're like... Uh, <laughs> 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 Shit! They have that like, little Top Gun moment of blasting their way to freedom and all that stuff. All right, well, now he's crash-landed on a planet, so he's a loner, and he's wandering through the desert. And when he finds the uh, civilization, if you will, he becomes a wisecracking phony, like, hey, yeah, I'm part of the resistance. You know, brush off my shoulder. He's never Nelly. seen a like, girl he can hit I don't before. care. I don't care. Because <laughs> now, now he's like a full-of-shit wannabe. You know, so we went from, like, nervous, conscientious uh, defector to uh, a wisecracking wannabe resistance fighter. Oh, look at me. I'm cool. Yeah, where'd I get this jacket? Oh, I could chip. But then they arrive at the cantina scene, which again, also very unoriginal and, and, and stupid. And he's a complete chicken shit all of a sudden. Like, right, now he wants bullshit. to... Ro- You're now, saying he keeps going back and forth. That's the whole thing. I'm not saying back and forth. I'm well, saying first he's, he's this, then he's that, then he's another thing. Like, he's all over the place. Why are mom and dad and... fighting? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they give him a lightsaber, and they give him a lightsaber fight for a little while. Such wasted act. Just pointless no, wasted that, action. Yeah. That... Why do you put a lightsaber in his So hand? you can sell another action figure. Exactly. <laughs> God damn I think it. it's Go. such a... <laughs> Plus, he should have just shot Rilo when he was carrying her to the ship. I want to hear her point. He's Ray. Shooting Rilo can work so well. He was he had both arms. Who's Rilo? I love Rilo. He's my favorite character. Is his name Rilo or Kylo? Kylo. Just making fun of him. Okay, okay, wait. Do I keep saying Kylo? Say Rilo. Did you watch the movie? Okay, Andreas calling BS. He has been programmed since birth to do one thing. The fact that he breaks out and decides to rebel and becomes brave. That's okay. Yeah. Let me finish. All right, good. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> the fact that he's even capable of breaking that kind of brainwash, if you've ever, if you've ever known anyone who's undergone any kind of trauma of that kind, any kind of PTSD, they can be all over the place emotionally. He can be, he's just trying to pick up the pieces of a personality that he's never had this entire time. He's one way this time, he knows he wants to be brave, and he knows at the same time that he has to run away from the, from the First Order, because they're bad, and he knows they're bad because he's been in it his whole life up to this point. Okay. And so... And talk no, to I'm, I'm only saying that most I, I, cases of PTSD don't turn out to be wise, cracking assholes. No, but he's just know? pretending. They'd and be he's like not wrecked. being 
wisecracking asshole. He's just trying to lie his way through because he doesn't know. He doesn't know what to do. And okay. The fact that he can okay. go either way. All right. Got it. Excellent. Excellent. At this point, we do need to hit our closing remarks. And yes. I know. No fucking we way. Do, we do. We do. It's so going fast. too long. It's going We're too gonna long. go um, one minute around the table. Give your closing remarks. Do you think this is a movie podcast? You know, is this movie worth going to see? Is it a good movie? And is it a good addition to the Star Wars universe? It's a good Star Wars movie. It's a good action film. Excellent. You got 58 seconds. And Finn was, Still. Finn was really far away. If you actually saw that, he's like really, really far away from where Kylo Ren is carrying Rey into the ship. He is very far away. He had to run to be far away. He had, yeah, oh, yeah? exactly. He could not shoot that far of a distance. One, he's a stormtrooper, and seriously, <laughs> in general. An exceptional stormtrooper. <laughs> regardless, Sanitation no one can make that Sanitation shot. Worker. Not he even two on Solo. Okay, Patrick. Yeah, I think it's an excellent movie. I loved it. I think it's an excellent addition to uh, the franchise. Um, I think it is, in fact, the fourth Star Wars movie. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Very well done. Um, I can't wait to see uh, where the story goes, uh, what happens to these characters. Um, some things I'm more excited about than others. I'm excited to see uh, what happens to Ray Kenobi. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not at there. all excited to see <laughs> what happens with Snoke because he's got a stupid name and he yeah. looks like uh, Snoke. Snoke. I'm intrigued what happens. Have a like, better I'm name. interested. I'm not as intrigued. I'm not okay. intrigued. Okay. All right. Rick. Yes. Correct. BB-8. We haven't even mentioned him. Oh my god! Thumbs <laughs> up. So good. I was. Uh, BBA was wonderful. So in terms of like uh, hitting all the buttons for all the nerdcore who have been into this franchise, J.J. Abrams like knew how to do it and mm -hmm. he did it like to the utmost. You know, maybe in a year I might look back and go, okay, it wasn't as great as I thought it was. I I I, I don't know. But right now I'm super excited about it. I'm super again re excited about the franchise that I hadn't been excited about for a very long time as a Trekker, not a Star Warsian. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I uh, was disappointed with the ending, but mostly because I wanted to know what was going to happen next. Good point. We'll bring you back for Star Trek as well, Rick, so don't go Ooh. anywhere. <laughs> Josh, you don't have to say Star Wars, you're just a cool person. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a leaf from the book of the two gentlemen to my right and say for me Star Wars has always been bigger than the movies uh, my parents met because of Return of the Jedi like it's a major part of my life so when that conception that would be weird um, I said met okay. um, are your parents hot and Leia? Which are you kind of Rilo Ken actually. I don't even say for my for my two cents, Star Wars has always been a pretty big part of my life, and it's bigger than the movies. So while James might dope slap me, I'm going to stick to the guns of Star Trek is not just the episodes. It's the movies, it's the books, it's the universe. Star Wars is more than the stuff which was put to film. When we engage in these universes, they are gigantic and for me i love them because they're gigantic star wars is never going to be great science fiction but it is a fantastic fantasy 
And we so have to answer a question. Is it science fiction Science fantasy, 100%. What constitutes science fiction? Science fiction is something that poses no technologies. And this poses no Diddly poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, don't, they don't even bother trying to rationalize any of it, and that's totally fine. The moment you start rationalizing it in our universe, you drag it down into a mundane state that it doesn't need to be in. I would rather have these things be ephemeral, sublime, something completely special and separate. And because I so love the universe and there's an amount of damage your retina can take, <laughs> instead of watching the movies, I love the books, I love the comics, I love everything about it except for the uh, Caravan of Adventure. Fantastic. <laughs> James, hit us up. Okay. Oh, my, my closing comments. Well, I think you can tell from episode one and episode two of this podcast, I thought this movie was total garbage. Here we go. I thought that J.J. Abrams proved himself to be a worthy one-dimensional lapdog director for the Mouse Empire. Uh, That's I'm, good. I'm, I like yeah, that one. I, I was there when he coined it. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> imagine, like, imagine if you will, the meeting between Disney executives, or the, the, the Mouse Empire, and J.J. Hey, J.J., can you make us a safe, easy, no-risk movie so we... Disney can sink our greedy little rat claws into yet another generation <laughs> to keep our global sweatshops going from everything from Jesus book bags to entire theme parks. Can, can you do that for us, JJ? And Clement. Yes, my mouse master, I can. Oh, my my mouse yeah, yeah. It writes itself. Hey, I still got 30 seconds. A lazy, cheap cash grab. That's all this movie was. And here's my here's what I'm going to close with. And I, I talked to Andre about this. If Star Wars, if the movies were, were a book, right, that had seven chapters. It was a seven-chapter-long book. And three of the seven chapters had the same plot, characters, villains, daddy issues, sand planets, and a mega weapon with a silly little weak spot. You would, in reading the book, you would say, this book fucking sucks, and you'd chuck it in the incinerator. All right? Wow. But since we're like, really, since we willingly have like <laughs> cultural amnesia, you could sell us the same product every 20 or 30 years. Everybody will ah, love it to death, a la Jurassic Park, and that's what you get. Fucking reruns. And I don't have this Star Wars nerd bias, no offense, John. You also don't have any more time. I am, yeah. <laughs> I am a movie cynic. And if you don't think this is a cheap fucking cash grab, look at anything around you when you step out of this place tonight. Everything is a Star Wars product for sale, including fucking pet toys. And Clementines. I'm done. Ooh, that pet the toys? toys? The Clementines, the pet toys. The oh, even the food. The I will say I was All right, quite inundated uh, with the advertising, and it dragged my, my soul a little bit through the marketing gutter there for a minute. Um, <laughs> hey, Kyle. I, I felt that as well. Um, however, like I teased at the end of the last episode, something that I came to realize when I watched this was, just like you said, Josh, that this has become more than just movies to me. It's become, um, it's become feelings, it's become ideas, and it's become something that when I watch it, I kind of make up my own feelings and my own uh, just connections with everything that's there. And I can take away from it what I need to take away from it. And I can also forgive some things, some stupid <laughs> things in the fantasy universe. For instance, Raptors. As I mentioned, Raptors. <laughs> yes, um, there's lots of things in the original trilogy that are very silly, um, but that has such a special connection to me since I was a kid and I saw it. Um, and I love them as movies. When you watch them as a director, so to speak, as a cinephile, you can see some really quality directing from George Lucas. You can see some really good imagination. You can see some great cinematography. His stamp is on it. They basically created industrial light and magic. They did the whole thing. The movie making is astounding. And the prequel trilogy, upon rewatching it, has some very incredible movie 
moments in it. Some great cinematography, some wonderful things that are brought into the Star Wars canon, and unfortunately, there are just things that for a lot of people are impossible to get over, which I completely understand. That being said, I, in my new epiphany, have been able to get over them, and in fact, extremely enjoyed watching every Star Wars movie <laughs> wow. and taking everything away from them, and I will for the rest of my life! And that is all I have to say like about that. Like <laughs> what? What? Hey! Oh my god. What? what? <laughs> All right, you know. a fantasy lust for adventure. In <laughs> the my, reputation of in, Queen Amidala's character is appalling for the female to be fair, most wow. things in That's true. are just appalling. Yeah. Very uh, true as well. However, we have other parts of the canon that we can appreciate for that now. Like <laughs> that character. But on that yeah, note, home, we have officially ended our, uh, our episode here. Part two of our Star Wars The Force Awakens conversation. I'm sure we'll be touching on this in further news-related episodes, and we'll be getting um, emails from people, conversations <laughs> that we can continue to answer. And in fact, we'll probably call lots of you uh, during our, um, cold our Cold Calls podcast as well. But for the time being, thank you all so much for listening. Please send us emails, loudontheset at gmail.com. Um, James, thank you for putting up with all of us uh, fan geeks in okay. here. Josh, Rick, Patrick, Andrea, thank you for joining us again. And to everybody out there, may the force be with you. See you later. Tell us about that rat subplot. And cut.